Hello, and welcome to Gravel Knits, a place to chat and have a few sips. Today is August 8th, 2022. Thanks for listening. I'm Caitlin, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I'm Kelsey, and my pronouns are also she, her, and hers. And if you can't tell, it's going to be a fun episode. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. So to start things off, I'd like to cheers to the sheep for the wool, the shepherds for their dedication, and the sheepdogs, and the beer that keeps the world happy. Cheers. Cheers. But let's start with our first beverage of the night. And this week was supposed to be the letter O in our alphabet journey. And the can does have some O's on it. But this week, and I had a terrible time finding anything that started with O. So we're doing cute animals. <laughs> with O's in the name. I think you found lots of O's. I think at, least, awesome. at least on this can. So this one is <laughs> limited collection zookeeper. It's a Kolsch style ale with lemon. Proceeds benefit the Lincoln Children's Zoo. Yay. Oh, oh it's, so it's, it's Empyrean? Empyrean, yep. Nice. I was like, is limited collection the brewery? Which, that would be a cool brewery name. I do think they've done a series of beers that have all benefited the zoo. Um, and this is just one in the line. But it's got a cute little giraffe on it. I could not describe it better myself. And the like the Kolsch style ale with lemon is like down its neck. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's so tasty. And it's such a cute, cute giraffe. Do you almost get like like a citrusy lime in there too? Maybe not a lime. Maybe. There's almost like a hint of salt or something. Yeah, there's there's something else with the lemon. It could be the hops used in it, perhaps. I I like it. I just can't quite pinpoint it. And I it's it's light, but I would say it's pretty full flavored. It definitely meets my expectations for a Kolsch. I like you have a descriptive words over here on our notes now. <laughs> uh, I would say that it, it is bright and crisp and citrusy. Nice words. You always have such good words. So anytime, <laughs> like the last time I was looking at the notes, I was like, I'll just write some of the words that I like that Kelsey says. And so when I don't know what to say, I can like research, look at it. I like kind of oh, having Riker. that cheat sheet. Thanks. Oh, good night, Riker. Hi, Kelsey. Oh. Hi, Kelsey. Oh, well, no, no I've got a shawl on my lap. Buddy. We're just saying hi and bye. So can you say good night? Bye-bye. 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 Do you want to blow Kelsey a kiss? Good job. Okay. All right. Let's blow a job, big boy. Well, yours is out here, so we'll do that. Okay. All right. Good night. Good night. <laughs> that was too cute. He's kind of ridiculous. He is. He's getting so big and so smart, <laughs> and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah I did this one, Kelsey. Really I really do too. It's going to be, if I can get it in a six pack, I'll definitely pick up some more of it. Yeah. Because I just got them at singles at the wonderful Hy-Vee. Wonderful Hy-Vee. 
which is so nice for trying things. Oh, absolutely. I love having that option to do a mixed six pack. Oh, so on the description on the back at the end, it says squeeze the day. Okay, let's squeeze the day. Uh, I'm into that. Is, can you hear that? A little bit. It's not too bad, Sorry. though. Okay. And you know what? It's part of podcasting with a family. Look, oh, man, I'm, I am my own worst enemy tonight. I look, at, look what I just found. Oh, no, you drop a stitch? I don't know. Or, Nothing looks loose. No. Or or maybe I just like. That might just be how like with your honeycomb part, it might just be a bigger hole, a looser stitch. Okay. The other ones look pretty good. Like from here, it doesn't look too noticeable. Good. I guess at this at the. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be fun. <laughs> Blocking is magic. Yes, it is. I'm going to need it on a sweater soon. Yay, sweaters! Well, now that we have our beverages, how are you, Kelsey? I'm pretty good. It's been a busy few weeks. Rag Ride was fun and exciting. Also overwhelming and tiring. It was good. Back home from that now. Back into regular life. Um, The last few days have been super hot. Today was such a nice relief from all the heat that we've had. Spent a couple days over the weekend riding both... uh, one on our race route for the Redfield Rock and Roll, and one day uh, going to a friend's wedding at the tree in the center of the road. So that was pretty fun. Um, yeah, that sounds amazing. <laughs> and I do want to highlight that I feel like you are under. Um, under explaining the intensity of the heat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll, okay. I'll come back. We'll step back. So Saturday when I was riding, it was really, really, really hot and really, really humid. It was absolutely horribly miserable. It was like a hundred over a hundred, but then the feels like temperature was like one fifteen. Okay, so my my <laughs> my bike computer wasn't too crazy. At one point, it registered 110 degrees. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, it was intense. Uh, the sun, like, there was a little bit of cloud cover in the morning, but then that broke up pretty quickly in the afternoon. And we certainly did not get out. Uh, we were about two and a half hours later than we had wanted to get up and get going. It would have been nice to have gotten the ride in earlier in the day. At the same time, like we still had to get the ride in no matter what, because we're running out of time before our race is about to take off. So we had to get a few more looks on the routes. Um, but man, I, I was stopping mm, every three, four, five miles at the most, just finding any shade that I could. <laughs> I was fortunate at one point, uh, Cole's mom's house is on the route 
and she was home and I went inside and I sat in the <laughs> air conditioning and I drank yes. cold water <laughs> and then I dosed my head and my uh, jersey and water before I took off again. So, yeah, That's it was good. quite a day. Yeah. That's very impressive. So you're planning out or confirming your route for your race. Cool. So Cole went out and did the 65 mile and I did our uh, 50 K. Nice. That's really impressive. There were so many hills though. <laughs> so many, many hills, but it was a good workout and I enjoyed having a ride completely by myself with, while it had a destination and I wasn't under any pressure to get anywhere by any given time and cool it's just a nice ride been a little bit since I had one like that because rag ride is a whole different story <laughs> and I've been riding with groups so much that it's yeah, it's a nice ride with a group but sometimes I like riding by myself yeah I totally totally get that so how about you what's new with you um See, we just wrapped up tumbling with Riker at the Y. Nice. And that was really fun. He was really into it this year or this session, not this year. Um, like we sometimes we have to wait our turn to try certain things. Uh-huh. And so he just start like doing somersaults while he was waiting. <laughs> Whereas like before we were just trying to teach him how to somersault. So it's it's been really cool, like watching him learn and get excited about it instead of just being like, oh, what is this? <laughs> is he learning? Is he getting it pretty well? Is he liking it? Yes. Yeah, he likes it. That's um, good. And he gets he gets excited when he sees certain things out because he knows we'll be working on like the back bends or they have like a little mini pull up bar for them. Oh, and so they can like swing on it or we can like teach them how to like kind of come up, come up on it and support them. And it's cool. So that was fun. So that was the last five Mondays, I think. And then I had a bike ride on Saturday too. Yes, you did. You had quite a ride. You <laughs> rode, you rode farther than I did Saturday. Oh, cool. Well, that's cool. I guess. I don't know. You did. You got me by about uh, yeah five miles or something at least. Gotcha. Not my choice, honestly. <laughs> so um, we did, this was my first ever poker run. And I imagine each one works a little differently, but this one was ran by a bar downtown called Craft Brew. And you bike, for this one, you bike to different breweries. In each brewery, you get five ounces of beer and a card. And it was oh. only 15 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. And then your last, your last card was back at craft brew and then they gave you a full pint and every brewery you went to, you could choose whatever you wanted, which was kind of great. Cause a lot of them had like push light and things on tap. So some people were doing that. I'm like, good. Get what good you want. Yeah. <laughs> if that's what you want, but, then that's what you drink. Oh boy. It was hot. <laughs> And every time we got to a new place, like someone would be like, I can't believe we only just did six miles. I'm like, I can, but it's like, we're biking in an oven. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. It was just, 
our her weather has been weird this year. It hasn't been like as humid as normal or nearly as hot. And so we're really not acclimated to it. Especially this level. Because we've had a few weeks in like the mid 90s. And I haven't ridden like long rides in that temperature. But I've like biked to the gym or something. And that was just fine. But this was, I swear, until maybe this afternoon, I had not recovered. And it was Saturday. (laughs) I believe it. I really do. Because that just saps you. The heat absolutely takes it out of you. Like we went out to dinner and I barely ate my food and like even water, like until later that night, I didn't really even want that much water. Like I was like, like I still drank as much water as I comfortably could, but I was zapped. (laughs) But, um, so we did most of the ride, just me and, uh, two of my friends, uh, Mel and her dude, Eric, but I only had childcare until about three 30. So we picked up Riker just to make it to the last stop. Oh, gotcha. Um, and my whole thought was like, when we pick up Riker, why don't we just drive to craft brew? Like we, <laughs> we biked to craft brew to start it. Whereas like other people probably just drove there. So it's fine. Oh, totally. <laughs> and our hands were all shot anyways. <laughs> but we're like, no, let's finish it out. I'm like, okay. Well, did you guys, you didn't like try to combine them all together and make a good hand? Oh, we couldn't. They had like multiple decks. So we all were at different decks. Oh, we couldn't. you couldn't combine the decks. Mm-mm. Darn. No. So I had, I started off with an ace and then it, it was exciting. And then from there, it didn't really work out for me, <laughs> but I, it was still really fun. It was, I really liked the concept. And, you know, yeah. I've only, I've only done one and the uh, and it was an erase thing, so and it hasn't come back, so I've never done another one. It'd be fun, hmm. yeah. And I think they said if this one was successful, they would try to make it a little bigger next year. But the oh. only reason we heard about it was because of a guy that goes there regularly. I heard about I, it on Tuesday. <laughs> I think I saw a poster for it in Bait Shop, maybe, but it wasn't really advertised in many of the like cycling places. I don't think on social media. Yeah. What, uh, which breweries were on it? Oh, that is a fantastic question. Um, Twisted Vine, 1717, 515, and Fox Brewery. Twisted Vine has a new location. I love the new location. Um, For me, that was always the garden, which I really loved. So it's kind of weird to see it as anything else. Because like the garden's gone to a smaller bar now. And it was so fun. The garden was so fun. Um, and like the stage where the drag shows were, it's gone. Oh, but they kept a lot of the original, like woodwork of the building, which is cool. Cause it's an old building and they, they have done a really nice job making a nice open space. They have a giant patio. The beer I tried was good. It was different than I expected. I can't, I think I tried a blonde ale there. There were like two kind of lighter ones that we tried. Cause I was like, I need lighter today. Yeah. <laughs> And then 1717, it was my first time there. I have actually never been Yes, that's right. Because I tried their maple pecan stout because I couldn't just not. I was like, okay. And they had the AC on and we were inside for a little bit. So I was like, I'm doing it. Um, Let's see. Five and five is awesome. We had uh, Barb on the podcast, who is their brewer. 
And then Fox Brewing is also good. Um, we've had their beers in the podcast before. We've recorded from there before. That's right. We've recorded from there before. I had my rehearsal dinner there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the locations. I think, I mean, they were talking about like they would switch it up next year and maybe go for bigger locations too, but it's cool that they were. It was nice to keep them on the yeah. kind of smaller ones though. That's always okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, support everybody. So yeah, yeah. Thanks. Those are good questions. Well, I was just curious. Yeah. I, I'm I'm glad you were able to go. Me too. It was fun. I haven't done like a brewery ride in a long time. We could just make up our own, but please, please order nicer weather. Okay, I'll see what I can Help do. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was good though. Um, so I think that's me. Yeah, kind of normal biking when I can, working out when I can, trying to be a good mom. That's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like things are going well. All right. Should we talk a little bit about our SAS challenge? Heck yes. It is doing awesome. We've had some marvelous, fantastic participation lately. It's Thanks very very cool to see all the people doing all the things and if you've forgotten what that entails is that we're trying to net from our stash when we can and keep things going i'm completely failing at it i don't think so i think we're both doing better than we would have been if we weren't tracking i think you're right but i still feel yeah it is what it is and i'm completely okay with it I mean, we aren't in the positive as far as the winners are in the negative. See, that's, so... that's, that's my new goal. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that, Shannon? You got to slow down your process. Progress. <laughs> With that, I will do a little update on the scoreboard. Shannon is still leading at a negative 15,718 nice. meters. Followed by Emery at negative 13,403. And Linda, you've got a little ways of catching up. You're at negative 7,022. That's really amazing, everybody. I am so impressed with all the people who are so negative and worked from their stash as much as they have this year. We have like well, a whole collection that are almost breaking even. Like how, like that's fantastic. I, that would be so cool. Pretty much you and I are the outliers, but <laughs> that's that's accurate. <laughs> but if you have not decided to join us yet, you're more than welcome to hop on in. You can join at any time. There is a submission link on our Instagram and our webpage. You can also tag Gravel Knit Stash on Instagram and all the places. Am I missing anything? I don't think so. Sorry, I must have deleted the, the hashtag there, but you got it. I got it. I just realized that. <laughs> cool. I think that's all we have for announcements. Cool. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so that brings us to our podcast shout out. All right, Caitlin. What have you been listening to? I went way different this time. I'm excited to hear this one. <laughs> so, um. I have been listening to this podcast for quite a while. It's called the Money Nerds Podcast. 
It is uh, Whitney Hansen is her name. And I listen to several finance podcasts. I do like most of the ones I listen to. But what I like about hers specifically is that hers are less than 30 minutes, which is about as long as I want to listen to finance max, right? Mm -hmm. And she does a really nice job explaining things in a way that makes sense, that aren't judgy, and that I can like use in my life. So like what kind of things does she cover? It's a variety. Like she'll explain how like a Roth IRA works in a way that you can be like, okay, is this something I want, something I don't? Or at least when I hear someone talk about it, now I know what it is. She is a financial advisor and she's very into the like long-term approach to things, being very, very smart. And I just like it. And then she also adds some episodes in about just things she's learning about her life too. Like Mm -hmm. she just completed a 75 day hard. Have you heard of this before? No, this is wild. This is, this is really impressive. So it's two workouts, two 45 workouts a day. Okay. 10 pages of nonfiction reading a day. Okay. Uh, I think a liter of water a day. I think that's all the requirements, which yes, easy to explain, but to fit in like two workout, two workouts a day. I have a hard time fitting in one workout a day, let alone two. Yeah. So it was just cool to talk about that and how she like just that experience. Uh, she also did another episode that I liked about. So Amazon is offering like a process or job, I guess, where you can sign up for four hour segments to deliver packages. Okay. And so she did that to see if it was like financially worth it and talked about her experience on that. So it's a, it's a variety of things, mostly financial. She's very big on like side hustles and refurbishing of furniture. Okay. So yeah, it's so lots of random stuff. I've been, I really, I like her and I have to check her out. Yeah. I like, I like her episodes a lot. She seems like a really, really cool person. So Kelsey, mm-hmm. what's brewing? Let's see where to start today. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been very, a pretty monogamous knitter for the last couple of weeks. Unlike the last episode where I was touching all the things. <laughs> I'm going to start with what we deemed is probably my current unicorn knitting. In so many ways, because I so, so, so love it. I love that you call it your unicorn knitting. It's perfect. It brings me joy. Well, that and the colors make me think about it too. Totally. Uh, this will be my unicorn cardigan. Um, I am working on the Hito Fude by Hiroko Fukatsu. It's gorgeous. And I'm using a dark, like moody rainbow gradient mini skein collection. Um, I guess half skein collection from Fiber Nymph Dye Works. And it is turning out so, so beautiful. This pattern was incredibly daunting to me for the longest time. And once I got going with it, it is so easy, so straightforward. And one of the things, the name Hitofude means with one brush. So like painting in Japanese painting, it'd be like made with one brush stroke. Oh, okay. Neat. So the design has you 
start on one end, knit, connect, do the collar, and then pick up and keep knitting. It's pretty crafty. (laughs) You know how I like a neat construction, and this totally falls into that. I am probably... Oh, probably 10 inches, 11 inches down under the underarms. Okay. I am using, there's somebody who, um, well, there's both a summer set of charts and a regular set of charts. I'm trying to get the most length to mine as I can rather than like width. So let's see, I'm through charts. A, B, and finishing chart C on the body, all of the summer versions, so that they just kind of keep going. Cool. Yeah. So I probably have, I'm on the color blue, so I've, I just started into blue. I've got about 100 grams left to go. And we'll be done. Wow. Yeah. Yay. I was cruising right along on that. I was doing about 16 rows a day or so over the course of everything on average. And oh, I see some of that blue. That's pretty. Oh, right there. Yeah, it's gonna tie it together really well. Yeah. And then cool. the then the purple. Oh wow. Yay. So yeah, I'm so excited about it. It is going to be wonderful. So yeah, that's the Hito Fude by Hiroko Fukatsu. There are over 8,000 projects on Ravelry of it. And there's lots of information, lots of questions, lots of different ways people have done it using all kinds of different yarn. And it's kind of cool. That is cool. Alrighty. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm going to talk about spinning next. Okay. I've been trying to, well, with... uh, Tour de Fleece last month when I got home from Ragrai and home from Tulsa, I was trying to focus on spinning when I could kind of to do my own little tour de, free, tour de fleece. Okay. And I am now back onto my combo spin that I started working on last year. <laughs> Rather, my, um, my theme for the Make It Show Make Along this quarter is whips. And so this is a spinning whip that I have going, a combination of different braids of fiber that are all pole earth or pole earth silk. I'm hoping to do a three ply to get, to make enough three ply for a sweater. Cool. Yeah, it's coming right along. I'm on to my second bobbin. I had finished the first bobbin quite a while ago. I started the second one last, late last week. I'm really enjoying that one. I'm going to go ahead and talk about my next one. This will be my last one I talk about today because I really haven't touched much other than these. Okay. And this one you can chime in on too because now we're going to kind of blend worlds. Drum roll. Da-da-da-da. Nicely done. I am working on a new testnet because I have a wonderful enabling friend. You're welcome. <laughs> And then Caitlin may have posted something in Discord, and I was like, 
you know, she's going to do it. I, I think I'll join it. And what the hell? And so Caitlin and I are both test netting the Oktoberfest shawl. Whoop, like it's so perfect. It's so like it fits our it's, theme. It absolutely <laughs> does. I couldn't pass it up. Like I I like the shawl based off the name, you know, by Ariana Solway. I believe is maybe how you say it. Sounds right. Um here I have the pattern in front of me. Yep, Ariana Solway. And I know she's on Instagram and Ravelry and all that. I haven't even looked to see where she has a regular website, but she may. Um, I am using Stonewool's Delane Merino, and it's a sport weight. So it's a four color sport weight shawl, and it has a number of different patterns. And it's a triangular shawl knit from a large end to a nice short end. So all your rows are getting shorter. Woohoo. That was definitely a selling factor on it for me. Oh, I saw <laughs> that. I was like, yes. Okay. I, I, yeah. It has a, an I-cord cast on. Yep. Which I hadn't done in a really long time. And it's, it could be painstaking, but I think it's usually well worth it. I think they're pretty. This is really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm really enjoying it. I'm doing mine in the colors spruce and rust as my colors wanting to. And then three and four will be goldenrod and sleet. I love it. I think your colors are very like warm and beer beer centric feeling like it's gonna, was, it makes me think of fall and Oktoberfest, and it also makes me think of different brews. I, I really like like the choices you made. Why, thank you. That's kind of <laughs> what I was shooting for. I was like, okay, fall, warm, cozy. I think these all register as that. I'd gone back and forth. There was a white. I forget what it was called, but it wasn't like a oh, yeah. crisp white, but like a slightly gray white. And it looked pretty. It's a very pretty color. But it just wasn't quite right. I think spruce will be better. Or the sleep. Yeah, I think that's going to be really cool sitting in the corner of the shawl. Mm -hmm. Those colors together. It was hard to pick. Like once I even picked my colors, like what order to do, even with her descriptions. I'm like, well, I could do switch these. I could switch these. I don't know. I know. (laughs) I finally just like grabbed. I closed my eyes and grabbed two. Nice. Yeah. I was nice. like, okay, all right, that works. And she does a great job of telling you what colors might work together. And she's been fantastic as far as communication and all of that. So for sure. Very like open-minded and even asking questions off of like feedback and just amazing, amazing human. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the better chestnuts I've been involved with in a while. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. My colors, if it's okay for me to chime in. Yes, it is. You can jump in your <laughs> turn and go. Okay. <laughs> Are of kind of an opposite direction. <laughs> so in the Discord, Missy recommended I could do inspiration off of a beer label. I loved that idea. Yeah. And um, pseudo Sue, I love. I love dinosaurs. And so I was like, that's what I'll do. But the yarn that I found and fell in love with had no green 
And ah. you can't have Sudosu without green. It's true. <laughs> that is definitely, definitely true. I forgot I put it in my notes so I wouldn't forget. But I was looking at my previous shawls and I was like, okay, I should do something different because I was gravitating towards purple and blue. And I'm like, I already have those. So Deschutes has a IPA called the Squeezy Rider. And it has like a hot pink label with yellow writing. And then Deschutes Brewery is like red. And so I was like, there we go. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> it's a fun label. Okay, so thank what, you. So what colors do you have for your first two colors? So my first color is the lighter of the two pinks, which also makes me feel like I channeled a little bit of my inner Kelsey. <laughs> Especially like when we first met, Kelsey like loves loved pink I don't know if your your palette has changed but it always kind of makes me think of you a little bit oh I still love pink excellent love pink (laughs) do you have amazing pink headphones (laughs) and so really every time I pick it up I'm like I feel like I feel like I'm getting out of my shell and using my Kelsey colors (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it makes me really happy when I pick it up and I think of my buddy and so I started with that with the uh, I-Core cast on. And then I have a, I'd say a light gray, but it's more medium light medium than medium gray. Like it's, it's a deeper gray than light gray. Okay. And then I have this yellow that I'd say like is a light corn color, uh, which is called, oh yeah, I guess I should start thinking here. Uh, Love Struck was my first pink. Obsidian is my gray. And then it's Byzantine gold. Hmm. And then falling in love, which is more of a red pink, is my last color. Oh, I can't wait to see them all together. <laughs> I'm excited. I think they they go together well. I think it's cool how this shawl, it kind of has all these different sections. So it's really a great chance to to play around with color that I haven't done in my previous shawls. It really is. You really haven't quite done anything where it's so sectioned quite. What I like is that it's uh, four different like stitch patterns. It's a sampling, if you will, of different things. And they all look rather beer related. So it works out well. Yeah, I'm really impressed with the design. And I think it is cool to get to sample things and if there's a section that you may not love so much, it's okay. Cause you're going to move on and it's getting smaller. And if you do love it, enjoy it. <laughs> well, that's like the first section. It has some honeycomb business going on and it's not really my favorite thing in the world, but you know what? The roads are getting shorter and they're going quicker. So yeah, I feel like I have to think a lot through it, but that might be the lot of the shawl for me just cause there's a lot of things that are stretching me a little bit and I'm, I'm excited. It's a good, you know, it's good to learn something new every day. I love it. So you get to learn something new each time you go to the shawl, more or less. For sure. I think that's all I've got about it, but I I plan on talking about it a lot. Me too. (laughs) What else you got going? Oh, yeah, it's me now. Okay. Yeah, this kind of snazzy transition. I'm doing another test knit. (laughs) I thought you were a little crazy. I am almost done though. I, I, so it's the gathered booties 
And the last time she had a test net, it filled up so fast that I didn't get to do it. And so I just couldn't turn it down. Um, and this designer does mostly booties. Okay. And the last one was like this cute little slip stitch pattern. And I just had to, I had to, um, they're like, Instagram is shake your booties, which I think is really fun when you play with words like that. Yeah, that, that's pretty good. If you primarily design booties, shake your booties is a great name. Oh, and she has a wonderful blog. Hmm. I'll have to check it out. Her name is Kathy the Payton. Oh, okay. And she does have a lovely blog. The patterns are available there and on Ravelry. So if Ravelry is not safe for you, you completely go past that. And there's a lot of like efficiencies that are added in making the booty that I like. So you don't have to necessarily pearl as much. There's some floats. So the way that it's done is it's done like around the outside. So that makes Mm -hmm. it easier to make sure you're not too tight on those and there's some links to her blog posts on how to make sure that you're kind of going through her shortcuts or efficiencies. I'm not sure what the best word is, but I was really impressed with that too. That's cool. And I think I knit the first one in three days. <laughs> so I'm on the, on the second one and I'm using a knit pick stole hand painted uh, the colorway gumball, which is now my third project on the same skein. <laughs> it is your everlasting gabstabbers skein. Accurate. <laughs> and how perfect with the color name absolutely because that that yarn is just so much fun it is i i imagine if i put in another picks order you'll get some more of it it's a fun one um let's see before i started that testament i was like a row away to starting the handle on one of my undergarment bag drafts okay so I'm excited about that. I was playing with making the handle a little shorter so it doesn't hang so far down, down on my hanger. Mm-hmm. Which, a quick refresher. I'm trying to design a bag that lays pretty flat on one side, not the other side for my clothes when I go to work so I can put the things I don't want anyone to see in it. And so I'm working on perfecting it for my size. And then I want to research how to make it a little more inclusive. It might be kind of a unique thing. I might have no projects on it <laughs> if I post it. But you know what? Ravelry, yeah. but... Maybe someone will appreciate it. So, uh, Or maybe they'll just pop in for the measurements. I don't know. But I, since I'm going through the trouble, I might as well put it out there for anyone. But yeah. So that's that's still still on my radar. Um, I really haven't touched a whole lot of other things. I think really recently. So I feel like I've been knitting a whole lot, just a lot on a few things. That's okay. Semi-monogamous or something. (laughs) I like that. Semi-monogamous or something. I can get along with that. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's what I got. How how are you doing on your beverages there, my friend? I was going to ask him like, how fast did you drink yours? I drank them pretty pretty quickly. It was quite tasty. I'm gonna need to get some more of that one. Yeah, I'm gonna remember this one. This is like a beer that Brian and I could both drink. Oh, definitely. Brian would like this one. Yeah. I'm totally game. Perfect. So this next beer I thought of Riker. 
so cute. <laughs> I saw this one before I saw the giraffe. Uh, <laughs> and once I decided just to run with the animal idea, I was like, okay, I'm getting that one. But this one is... Da, 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 da. <laughs> I was kind of there. If you haven't figured it out by now, be happy that you don't know what we're talking about. And just know that we are about to drink the baby shark beer. (laughs) So impressed that a brewery did this. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this is from Aslan Beer Company. It is an IPA out of Alexandria, Virginia. There's just so much in this can that's so great. So there's a shark on it. And its mouth and teeth are open to like the name of the beer. And then they have their logo kind of at the top. And then if you turn the can a little bit, their logo, they have it kind of sideways. So it looks like it's a worm. Oh, you're right. (laughs) It looks like a worm on a hook. At the top, though, it almost looks like a swimmer. Mm. Hmm. Totally does. Like doing freestyle. Yep. So you've got a freestyle swimmer on top of the shark with its teeth wide open. It's a little on the malty side. That's okay. See, so, yeah, this is this tastes more imperial than I would have expected. Right. I would agree. It's a 5.5% ABV. I'm really curious on what hops are in it, but I might have to Google it. Well, let's, let's, let's see what untapped has to say. All right. Well, it gets a... 3.88 average out of 15.7 thousand ratings. Wow. And it is a hazy IPA. So I think that's why we're getting a little bit more of it's a citra dry hopped IPA, hazy IPA. Hmm. To me, it's not quite drinking like a citrusy hazy IPA. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm not getting as much of the, the hazy idea. But it's definitely got a little funk. Yeah, there we go. Oh, it's not bad. It's not my favorite. Yeah. Worth it just for the can, though. Totally. <laughs> With that, shall we move on to exciting things? We sure should. I actually have a pretty much finished object. I need to block it and um, sew on the ends and everything. But... It's done. Oh my God. Wow. My pebble sweater is done. That's awesome, Kelsey. Um, I thought I, I had no idea. This. Yeah, I just finished it this evening. Like nice. just this evening. Um, before I left for Ragra, I only had to do the neck and I couldn't find the blue yarn. <gasps> oh no. I was like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And then I found it the other day. And so I was finally able to do the neck, but it took me a couple of days, but it's done. And I think my mom's going to have a new sweater. Yay, mom. So that is super exciting. That is by Kellerway Knits. I know her first name's Helena. I know she's on Instagram as Kellerway Knits. But this is a test knit for her and it is a cabled yoke. I don't know how well you can there we go yeah that's pretty i did the cabled section in the color reverse stocking it oh a little bit yep okay so right through there oh. it is mm-hmm. and then it switches to stocking it in the body okay like so it. you're not 
yeah, I liked that because you had purling and knitting in the yoke and then you switched to the body and it's all knitting. Mm-hmm. So that worked out really well. It's designed to look kind of like castles with the color work. So there's three different colors. I used uh, Malintosh Farm Twist in Nocturne. Um, I think this was a Patagonia wool in okay. Fuchsia. And this was Arbor by Brooklyn Tweed, which is 100% American Targi. And that was in Viridian, which okay. is a teal. Very cool name. But it has nice long sleeves and it ha- it's written so you double the cuff. So hopefully, I think the deadline September, so sometime after September, this will be published. But I'll have photos up on my Instagram, hopefully in the next week or two. Yay. So yay, once I weigh it and take all my measurements, I should have probably about 1,400 yards I can add into. Nice. So, yeah, that's that. And if you want to hold on one second, I'll go grab the yarn that I finished spinning. It's just a little Aww. baby brown skein. I did a three ply with um, some three waters, three, yeah, three waters farm fiber in Polworth and silk, I believe. And I ended up doing a three ply and ended up using the last on the two as a two ply and made a little baby skein, 29 yards. Cool. And so that was the first time I had done a three ply. Yay. Like a real full on three ply and it was fun and I will be doing more of it. And then I was spinning some merino from so spun and the colors like a they're like electric neon like highlighter colors purple and blue and yellow and that I did a two ply on I just split all the colors in half roughly okay and just kind of spun end to end And then I had a significant amount left on one bobbin and not the other. And there was some talk recently in multiple of um, my chat rooms on Discord about plying bracelets, also known as Andean plying, where you essentially take like a, you make a chain or a bracelet of wraps that go around your wrist and you can um, use all the end of the yarn. Cool. So you're able to use every last bit that's on your bobbin. Okay. I was able to get 254 yards out of an ounce of fiber. Wow. And so it's a light fingering and I can't, I just can't wait to knit with it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yay. So those are my finished objects. Very solid. I had about 500 yards, I think, between all three little skeins. Excellent. Do you have anything finished? I do. I finished one of my dishcloths. <laughs> Yay! Because that's that's me. Um, so I finished. I I'm actually doing really good on bringing down my stash. My drawer like is not like this stuffed full thing anymore of cotton. So I'm excited that I'm working through it. 
That's exciting. This one I used um, the traditional dishcloth by Stacey Perry and Lily Sugar and Cream. It's one of their ombres. Mm-hmm. It is called Rick Rack Ombre. And it is like a, I'd say it's like based out of like forest greens. Okay. And then it has a brown and then it has this like really, really light blue that kind of shows up in little, little spurts. So it's fun. It's cute. So I just finished that. I'm guessing that that one is going to go to my friend Mel because she loves green. And I actually finished it during the poker ride, but like I didn't have a uh, um, needle with me. Yeah. So you can input. Gotcha. Which is fine. I wanted to know how much yarn I used. So I wanted to weigh it. <laughs> so, so I finished that. I think it's either Saturday. No, Sunday. Saturday night. I was done. Like I tried to knit and I was like, huh, that's, like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny, Caitlin. No, because <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, I have time. Like Brian's a drill. I am just going to knock out the second booty and then tie in these ends. And I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I did finish that. So I'm excited about that. Um, ended up being 35 grams. So a little over half of the ball. Oh, nice. Is, are they 50 gram balls? They're like a weird, I was just putting it in. Let's see. They're 57 grams. Uh, I was 35, which ended up being 53.42 meters. (laughs) Nice. So it should be interesting to see when I start the next one. Like I, that's the only ball I had of that. So it should be interesting to see what I put with it. Maybe I'll have to get out some scrubby for the end of the, the other one or something. I don't know. I guess we'll see what, whatever I grab that morning to go with me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that's all I got but I'm glad I finished it and it's, it's fun and it's kind of satisfying to finish a project in front of people yeah like, it is and you're like I don't hey, know if I they just cared, made a like, thing I put it on the table I was like bam and they're like okay and then they kept talking I'm like hey that's okay you still saw it <laughs> I promise you somebody appreciated it thank you I appreciate you Kelsey what's happening Maddie yarn yay Maddie Yes, because I, at the time, I still hadn't gotten home and gotten it out of the mailbox, but we're going to talk about Maddie Yarn first. Maddie, Maddie. Maddie Yarn. Which before you had such a good, was it the Watts update? Oh, what's up? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. What's up? <laughs> That's what's up. All right. Our friend of the podcast, Maddie of Watts Yarn. Caitlin and I had both become Patreon subscribers of hers. And we both got our yarn shipments from her. And I have, I think, one month different than Caitlin. Yeah, I think I missed it by like a day. (laughs) But Um, that's okay. I'm in it now. That's okay. And so the one that I have that Caitlin doesn't have is a super pretty blue in the color Vaporine. I love the variation on it. Love it. And then Caitlin and I both have, you want to say? Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff. (laughs) And if you look, it's got little flecks of blue in it. So these could go together. Oh, yeah, totally. I could see a rocket tea in them. And it's like, it's like a, in between like a purple and a cotton candy kind of. Yeah, it's almost mauve but Mauve's not quite. It's very oh. fun. And I believe it's a two-pie fingering. Let's see. Two-pie stock, yeah. Yep. So 80-20 merino nylon, 400 yards. So lots of options for a fingering like this. Yes. I'm very excited Absolutely. about it. I think with the two, I, I may honestly make a, a shirt out of those. Yeah, that'd be cool. 
I need to use my other yarn for her because I have this hat in mind and I need to do it. <laughs> you should do it. Just keep getting distracted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then in addition to my matty yarn, I got the wool for my shawl. <laughs> what is that uh, wool made of? I think you said, but I can't remember. It's Merino. So it, okay. the company is Stone Wool. And it's specific breed, it's breed specific wool. So all of their line are different breed specific. Cool. And I believe this one is a specific merino shape called Delane, D-E-L-A-I-N-E. And it even tells you, and I wish I had one of the labels, but it even tells you like where exactly the sheep are from. Cool. Yes. Which is so cool in my book. It's going to make me go and look at the other uh, breeds that they have. I'm going to check that out for my next project. Yeah, so far I'm really enjoying it. It's uh, two-ply and it's definitely woolly, but it feels very like, I want to say rustic, but it's going to be nice. Like it's a soft wool being merino mm-hmm. still, but just the way it's spun makes it feel rustic. Cool. So it's kind of the the best of like a wooly wool yarn with the comfort of. Yes. Like, I think this is going to be fantastic. The leftovers are going to be wonderful for color work. I know that the Shetland Wool Week hat is out and it's really cute and I might have to make it. Either that or I'll I'll, I'll finally get on with my Beer Me hat and be a great way to design with leftovers. That'd be really cool. I love all those ideas, especially your beer hats. (laughs) Ah, I need to get back to those. All right. That's me. What do you have? All right. So Kelsey did a wonderful job talking about Watts yarn. So thank you, Maddie. And I guess I didn't totally talk about the yarn I bought for my shawl. So I talked about the colors, but this is Ba yarn, like Mm B-A-A-H. And three of my skeins, so the pinks and the gray are their Manhattan, which is course I grabbed the wrong link I've got the other one up I'm just gonna start with that one then so my yellow is their aspen which is 75% wool 15% silk and 10% cashmere Ooh, yeah so that's a first for me I'm pretty sure that's a nice one and then the Manhattan is 70% wool and 30% cashmere oh (laughs) i want to come and squish your shawl please squish it anytime although until tonight there wasn't a lot to squish but i've got a little more to squish now and i think it looks hot like like honeycomb so i'm I'm doing okay this is cool good that means they're headed in the right direction (laughs) so i think that's my other enhancement or my detail on the enhancement i kind of talked about already that's all i got very cool what's next I guess that takes us into our topic for tonight. Excellent. Which I guess we're talking rag rye. Woo woo, rag rye. Woohoo. For those of you that don't know, we have talked about rag rye on podcast before. But rag rye is a seven, perhaps eight day, depending <laughs> on who you ask. She's right in real- Iowa. Big air quotes happening right Big now. Big air quotes. Because, well, it's. <laughs> technically it's an eight day ride the first day is day zero and then you ride days one through seven okay and not something i knew yep 
so there's day zero is the Saturday going into the weekend of rag, week of Ragrai. It's the day that people use to get to the starting location. Often, if there are buses of teams, you know, we drive part way and have like a big party at the halfway point and then drive the rest of the way. For most teams, they're either coming. Well, I won't say most. There are a lot of teams that come from like, say, central Iowa or eastern Iowa and have to get to somewhere in west Iowa to start the ride. So it goes from the west side of Iowa to the east side of Iowa and the route changes every year. Going through different various towns, overnights, and pass-through towns, where overnights you'll have everybody camping or you know staying wherever they can find a place. And pass-through towns are fantastic and have food and drinks and entertainment available to people as we go through them. Typical day on the bike is anywhere from 45 to 107 miles. So for this year, they Sorry. they. Yeah, they had the Century Day back in for everybody in honor of John Karras, who had just passed away, who was one of the original Ragrai riders. Okay. I believe in the future they're going back to an optional Century Day, but at the same time, I have the belief that it's, you know, something that you're signing up for, and if you can't take on that Century, then I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. You've got to f- pick your pick your targets, you know, train for something that you want to do it, and if not, find a way to sag, because that's what it's there for. Yeah. Personally, I wasn't there for this year's Century Day, but I keep telling everybody that I have never been more jealous of a day to do a Century, <laughs> because it, it was in upper 70s, and they had the wind at their backs, and it was quite flat. Excellent. So it was the perfect day for a century if you're going to do one. And, and I think we've talked about this in the podcast, but just in case, a century ride is 100 miles. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I have not done one in a number of years, and that's okay with me. I've come close or I ride other hard stuff. <laughs> but it's always amazing. And Rag Ride is always fun. There's so many things. So, like this year, I saw Sugar Ray. Oh, no way. Yep. Sugar Ray was playing. Can't say that his music is aged very well, <laughs> but it was still, you know, hey, there was someone from my past that, you know, I would have killed to have seen years and years ago, but now I'm seeing them on for free on the free stage. So take it for what it's worth. Very cool. But there were a lot of other bands and such that did amazing job. So, like, one night there was a cover band that was doing all, like, 80s rock. Yes. But the best part was, like, that night our host house was, like, two blocks down from the main stage. Okay. So we could just be hanging out at our host house, listening to the music in the comforts of our camping area. That's my style of concert. Yes. That is mine, too. Rode three days of it. Uh, I think I ended up with a hundred and. 35, give or take some miles for three days. I rode from Mason City to Charles City, Charles City to West Union, and West Union to Postville on Saturday. The second Saturday is the ending day. And one of the traditions when you start on Ragrai is you dip your back tire in the Missouri River, and you dip your front tire in the Mississippi River. I didn't do either of those this year. <laughs> 
But you did last year. So there. I did last year and I did the time I before that. So I'm good on that. It was the one thing I have found from Ragrai is that the end can be kind of anticlimactic. You spend this awesome week doing so much writing, so many interactions with people. And then there's this big rush to go dip your tire in the river and leave town. (laughs) There's never like, at least from my experience with it, I have not had the like, oh, hey, hurrah, this is so awesome. Let's celebrate. No, it's always been, let's, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. So instead of dealing with the let's go, let's go, let's go this year, I you know I decided I'm, I'm good. I'm ready to be done. And I got on the bus early. Cole is a crazy man. <laughs> he rode his bike to Ragrai, then rode part of the way back from Ragrai. <laughs> he ended up with 670-ish miles for the week. Wow. Over the course of like nine days. We The best part of Ragrai is that everybody gets to do it their own way, whether it's sleeping in the tent that you carried on your bike or you're sagging part way because you only feel like riding the bus for part day and then you want to hang out with your friends or vice versa or you've ridden every single mile you've hit every single beer stop <laughs> oh I meant to say I wanted to give a shout out to Megan Williams of Stocknet Zombies okay I met her husband he is a rag rider. very cool I was wearing my gravel knits jersey and bibs that day. We got started talking about knitting. That's awesome. Small world. Very small world. It's very cool. And then, you know, the best part about it is you're talking with people everywhere, whether you're standing in line to get a cup of noodles or you're standing in line at the Kaibo to go to the bathroom. <laughs> or even when you're on your bike and you see somebody, it's like, oh, hey. That's a great, you know, bottle of wine you've got strapped to your helmet. (laughs) People use things like that. Bottles of wine. I've seen plastic bones or loofahs, different things strapped to your helmet. So like you can easily spot somebody in a crowd. All right. Clever. Or or like some teams, you know, hey, I'll meet you at the first bar on the right. (laughs) Things like that, that you have an identifying nature to say, oh, hey, we're going to find you this way. Because cell phone coverage is horrible when you try to bring that many people into rural Iowa. I do have a question for you. Yes. Okay. So before you left, I asked what were like your top things to bring. Now that you've gone of the things you had, what, what were like the most useful to you this time? Because granted, it can change, right? You bring your rain gear one year and you don't need it. Oh, absolutely. Next year you need it. <laughs> hand, hand sanitizer was number one. Awesome. Smart. While we did have access to running water and there was hand sanitizer around, still you're constantly around all kinds of people. And I was just hoping that I wasn't going to catch COVID while I was out there. Mm-hmm. Some groups did. There were a lot of groups that did. I know quite a few people that came home and had gotten COVID during the course of the week. Um, let's see. So hand sanitizers, number one. I took flannel sheets with me this year. Mm. And that was part of what the stuff I had packed on the bus. Okay. But I want to share that you should always check the weather before you pack. 
and not only look at the highs for the day, but look at the lows as well. So for that week, we had lows down into the 50s at times. Wow. Yes. And so there are a lot of people that froze. There are a lot of people that didn't even pack long sleeves Hmm. and ended up buying sweatshirts or long sleeves. I know the night I was in Mason City, it rained. It was cold and it was rainy. A bunch of people ended up buying sweatshirts from the local breweries. (laughs) And the next day you saw all these people in the brewery shirts from the day before. Nice. And let's see, what would number three be? Charging packs. You constantly have stuff charged. You know, you've got your phone, you got my bike computer, all of that stuff that needs a charge. Do you have a favorite brand <laughs> that you use for your charging packs or like a price point or like um what's Kona, your... we have been huge fans of Anchor? Okay. I think it's A-N-K-E-R. Might have to write this down. But yes, we like the Anchor brand. I have held up to a ton. Cole has put them through the ringer, like on all kinds of his long distance stuff. Okay. Um I'll have to look and see what size his is, but he has a larger one and, you know, they're, they're probably falling around like $60 or so. Oh, that's not bad. Not for the peace of mind either. Absolutely not. And his large one, it, it takes a while to charge, but once it's charged, he was able to charge his phone and his bike computer off of it for four days. Oh, Wow. Yeah, I might be looking on Amazon right now. Although my phone doesn't make it through, like it makes it twenty miles max. <laughs> your your phone? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's an older phone. <laughs> yeah. But yes, we have had fantastic luck with the Anchor power banks. Cool. They um, anymore? They're starting to come with like a USB C to C charging, and it's nice and quick. And they can use like a regular USB out to anything as well. So, okay. So and there's just making a... sure you've got the mm-hmm. right cords too. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Because I would mess that up. I know at, I would. At a minimum, you need a USB to USB. Do you end up needing like lights for riding in the dark at all? So, my bike, I have Dynamo Generator Hub on the front. So that powers my front light. Okay, cool. But then when I'm not using the light, I can use it to charge my battery pack. Oh, cool. And then um, I do have a tail light that does need to be charged as well. But the tail light I have lasts a really long time on its high flash. I tell you, they make, make it a little easier. It takes you from like cycling and hoping that you have enough charge to being comfortable. That's awesome. See, those were my top three things for this year were hand sanitizer, flannel sheets, and my charger pack. Flannel sheets sounds so amazing. Because it was, you know, it was absolutely perfect. It was glorious outside. And we use a blow up air mattress, not like the thick kind, but like a back bike packing, backpacking inflatable mm-hmm. mattress for two when we sleep together or camp together. And so I just use some full size sheets on it. And so it's like, okay, we got comfy sheets and that's really all we needed. Yeah. Nice. What about that chafing stuff? Oh, chamois butter. Yeah. You know, how was that? I ended up 
not using any. Nice. Yep. Means you're hardcore, I guess. <laughs> Although I did use them on my 30 mile bike ride the other day. So it depends. It depends on the situation. Like, is it 100 degrees and 98% humidity? That's going to have more issues with chafing than if it's, you know, 70 and dry. That makes sense. So when you have more like sweat and more liquid, there's that possibility that you're going to chafe more. There's more rub, in which case you're going to want more to lubricate it with. Nice. Good information. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, before I interrupted you, was there more things that you wanted to talk about? for the amazing rag I know there's so much anyways, but I'll give a shout out to a rag vendor and actually okay. the company that did our bibs and jerseys nice. bike rags. I was wearing my gravel knits bib shorts mm-hmm. and they have an issue. Um, the way that the lining is put in, in the bike shorts, it's like the pieces of the chamois cover are bonded together like glued together rather than sewed together. Okay. And one of those, well, two of those seams, if you look at your butt, the shape that your butt makes mm-hmm. and where it comes together on the bike seat. So like the mid part of the saddle on your bike seat on both sides, it is worn apart. Okay. Yep. So now I have to deal with that, oh. but bike rags is being amazing. They have not seen this before. And they're going to replace them for me. Yay. Super excited about that because then that means I will get to wear them because I had less than, I probably had less than 500 miles on them. Hmm. So I was a little disappointed when I saw that happen. So yeah, bike rags is going to be awesome and replace those. And I will have new functional gravel knits bibs to ride in again. Because I'm also sad another pair of my bibs is doing something similar from a different brand, different company, and I need to contact them as well. Hmm. I don't know if it's the way I've been wearing them or what. What what makes me question it is that it's the same area on both bibs. Interesting. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed, but I'm happy that they're going to help me take care of it. Do you have any other rag rag questions? Um, I don't think so. I was trying to think through some today, but I think my big ones, I really wanted to hear your top, what your top three ended up being, which ended up being fantastic. And I don't think I've ever asked about how much night riding might happen. So it's good to know that there's at least some preparation on that. You know, not a lot of people necessarily plan for night riding on rag ride, but there are definitely a number of teams that do. Mm-hmm. For instance, I, you know, some of my friends, one of the nights, I know they didn't get to their host house until like one thirty. Whoops. They, they may have had a little fun. Yeah, that's what it's for. Exactly. <laughs> the best stories of rag ride come from when things don't go right. When you kind of just have to learn how to deal. <laughs> and I think that can be said for a lot of things in general. Your best stories come from when things happen. So, Caitlin, did you learn anything biking this week? Drink lots of water. Sunscreen. I was good everywhere, but I missed my left ear. Huh. My right ear, good. Left ear, just a little little crusty. So I'm not bad, but that's not too bad. Get to sunscreen. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) I like it because I need to go get some more sunscreen. Excellent. I'm going to buy some battery chargers and uh, you can buy some sunscreen. 
That sounds like a great plan. <laughs> or maybe I'll go. just put them on my list. Put them on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Our bike tips of the week, sunscreen, drink water, take oh. care of yourself. I love that. That could almost be like the ending to our podcast. Like, don't forget sunscreen and take care of yourself. I love it. I like it. I think that's all I have for tonight. Cool. Unless I think that's all I've got as well. We have a wonderful episode. So hope you all enjoy it as yeah. well. Thank you, everybody. So uh, knit all the things. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on Tapped as Gravel Knits. Our website is gravelknits.com. You can email us at gravelnits at gmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash gravelnits. You can find me, Kelsey, on Ravelry and Instagram as Bikes for Zeus, and very occasionally on Untapped as Kelsey J. You can find me, Caitlin, on Ravelry and Instagram as Caitlin and Lloyd. Please message us to let us know what you'd like us to talk about. And we love to hear what you think of the show. And if you like the podcast, share it with a friend. Yes, please do. Gravelnets believes everyone deserves to be included and loved, regardless of who you love. Beliefs, color, size, your gender, or whatever else makes you you. Please keep in mind that we are human, and while we are trying to educate ourselves, there is always more to learn, and any critiques are deeply appreciated. Well, I didn't think that I could knit a cable row and podcast but i think i did okay yay baby shark do 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 baby shark do 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 baby shark it's the end do 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 it's the end do 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 it's the end